good to see you this morning, guys. Um, today is a little bit different. Um, we actually I had a different series I was wanting to go into, and we kind of switched gears uh, a couple weeks ago when um, we got word that Pastor Adam had an opportunity to go be um, the new senior pastor at the Hardyville Church of God. And so I'm, I'm, if you missed last, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you can come on up, man. You come on up. Here's a stool. I'll, I'll let you just hang out with me. Um, uh, and today is his last Sunday with us. And so he, I know, I know he's, he's, uh, he's going to help me with this message. And, um, you know, we, we began to think over the last, man, he's been here with us eight years uh, I've been here 12 years, and we've seen a lot of change. We've seen a lot of things that have come in. We've seen a lot of how Richmond Hill has kind of blown up over the last uh, few years. Uh, and we've seen a lot of people come in. How the military has sent them to us, and the military has taken them away. And um, just uh, we've had a lot that we've gone through. Uh, came through COVID, um, and he'll tell you a little bit more about that in a little bit, but um, there's a scripture that, that came to mind as I began to think about this, because it's a different season for us. He's about to enter a new season of his ministry and with his family. As a church, we're getting ready to enter a new season uh, for us, um, and we're actually, there's a, just a two-week series, I want and we're calling this, The Best is Yet to Come, because we believe that. We believe that for Pastor Adam and his family, uh, the best is yet to come. Although we've seen great things happen over the last eight years, we believe that's only scratching the surface of what God's going to do. We believe, New Life, that um, we've been here, I've been here 12 years, and we've seen God do some amazing things. But I believe that that's just scratching the surface of what God wants to do. And I believe that not only for this church, but I believe that for your family, too. I believe that for individuals as well, that God wants to do more in our life, that God calls us out, and he calls us maybe from those comfortable places and those safe spaces and sometimes those places where it's just like, hey, I'm okay where I'm at. And God says, I want you to take a step, and it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, require you to trust me. And, and so that's kind of where we've, we've been walking, you know, we've been walking in this place of trust and we're going to continue to walk in this place of trust. And so we do believe that the best is yet to come. And we believe that this is a season, uh, and seasons change. There was a, uh, a king that, um, he called all his wise men in and he told his wise men, he said, Hey, listen, I want you to make me a ring that when I am sad, it will make me happy. And it said, and when I am happy, it will make me sad. And so the wise men got together and they crafted this ring and they put an inscription on the inside of the ring. And what it says was, was this too shall pass, right? And we know that when we're happy, at some point we're going to be unhappy, right? And we know that there are times when we're sad that this too shall pass. When we grieve and we mourn, this too shall pass. And so seasons change. Things come and go. People come and go. And, and so we believe that God is ordering our steps uh, as a church, as a staff. Um, but we, we're praying that as church families, that God is ordering our, step, our steps. There is a prayer that, that is prayed in Daniel chapter 2. And Daniel is tasked with this great task. Basically, the wise men of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom uh, all had a, a, a basically a threat against their life from the king. The king had this dream, and he calls all his wise men in, and he says, listen, 
I want you to interpret the dream for me. And they said, okay, King, well, tell us the dream, and we'll tell you what the dream means. And he says, nope, that's too easy. I want you to tell me what I dreamed. And if you can't, you're all going to die. Right? How many you ever been under pressure at work? Come on, that's some pressure, right? That's some pressure to perform. And, uh, and so they, they all felt like, wow, what are we going to do? Nobody can do this. And then they turned to a young uh, Hebrew named Daniel. And uh, they went to Daniel and they said, hey, listen, uh, you've got to help us out. And Daniel knew exactly what to do. Him, He went to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he said, listen, guys, he's like, let's, let's seek out to, to our God. Our God, we know our God, the true God for mercy. And God did. He gave them mercy, and uh, he gave Daniel what the king dreamed. And before he went in to meet with the king, this is what Daniel prayed. This is in the middle of that prayer. It is uh, Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. This is what he, he says. He says, he changes, talking about he, God, he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. And see, so we believe that, God is the one who is walking with us through these changes. God is the one who walks with us through these seasons. Nothing catches him off guard. Actually, uh, whenever we're caught off guard, we can be assured that God is not caught off guard, and we can trust him even the more. That God, even though I didn't see it coming, you saw it coming. It, when, it's, when it's tough stuff, when it's, when, it things, when it's things like we're dealing with death, God sees it coming. But even when it's the good stuff, God sees it coming. And, and I can't, it's, I, I can't, I kind of believe he's got to be like a, a parent on Christmas. You know, parents on Christmas, we're like, we just can't wait for our kids to open up those gifts, right? You're like that. Or grandparents, you're like that. It's like, I just can't wait for them to see. And I got to believe that God is like that with us. That he's like, I can't wait for you to see what I have in store for you. And I believe that about what's, what's about to transpire for Pastor Adam. And so y'all give him a hand. He's going uh, to talk to us a little bit about what he's learned over the last eight years. Thank you. Um, Pastor Ryan asked me, and it's an honor to like, kind of close out my time here in speaking. It, it, there was a time where it was I didn't get to speak that often up here, so I'm gracious for this time. And I did learn a lot. Eight years ago, we came, we kind of crash-landed here, and it was one of those things that I don't know if he wanted us and we wanted him, but it was we kind of were together. We had to make it. I was, I was a youth pastor at the time, not a great youth pastor, but I was a youth pastor, so he hired me, and, you know, the church was a lot smaller, and life was a lot different then, and the church embraced us quickly. We, I have a dry sense of humor, very sarcastic, kind of jaded, been told that um but the church loved me the first sermon they didn't understand my first sermon they didn't know they could laugh at my own jokes if i but they over time they realized they could and and ever then we kind of fell in love with this place and we didn't think we were going to be here long we didn't know what what god had in store for us here so but we've been eight years almost nine years this october and so we were kind of thinking and over the last couple of weeks, as I told Pastor Ryan about the opportunity, and he was 100% behind us, had me to go, and um, kind of just looking back and kind of thinking about the last eight years, and there's many stories we could tell of crashing drones and, and, and ruining a lot of stuff and, like, flooding the Fellowship Hall. Just, I've done a lot here, and I've ruined a lot of things and cost a lot of money, and, you know, he's he's loved me ever since, um, but he, or he's just kept me long to pay the debt I've owed. 
But um, overall, there there are things that that I feel that I want to duplicate where I go. We're at, we're we're going to Hardyville. I know it's not that far, and uh, but there's things about this church we want to duplicate. You know, I I, w- I had it on my notes things I want to steal from New Life, but I've realized can't promote stealing from the pulpit. So we just were gonna thing. So we we, we realized quickly that there 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 are, there are physical things we wish we could take with us. You know, we could take some of the volunteers. We could take Pastor Trent with us. The van, some of the TVs, some of the stuff like that. Even these lights that are blinding. It'd be nice to have. You know, we are starting out from day one and in, in a very we started out very humble beginnings, but we're excited for what God has in store there and what God will believe what God can do there. But there are things that, like we said, that the best is yet to come. And I believe these are the three principles that we can kind of talk about today that that we're going to help us find our best or that, that or help us get to that situation that the bet we can find the best thing for us. And the first thing is, is one thing I learned here is failure isn't final. Um... And I learned that by failing here multiple times in multiple ways. Um, I was not, like I said earlier, I joked that I was not a good youth pastor. I took a, a youth group, we'll say 10 or 15, but not strong youth group, but a decent sized youth group at the time. I took it down to like a whole one person, maybe to zero for a couple weeks. And um, we had, a, me and Ryan had a come to Jesus moment. If you've ever had one of those moments, maybe you have one with your boss that says, <laughs> get better, you're fired. Those are not... Uh, <laughs> Those are not good moments. So we had that moment. We had it at uh, Texas Roadhouse, and and at least it was good food. But um, no, but I I, I did. I, I I realized there was a lot of things for me that I could do better, and that and he gave me the opportunity to get better. And I think for us in life, there is work failure that we can learn from. But there, you know, there's personal failure. There are things that we fail at. We I, we all fail at New Year's resolutions. We all fail at promises we tell. You know, we can. You know, but overall in life we all are going to fail yeah, but it's how you get back up that matters he's not letting that failure define you as a person and in our lives i think with when it comes to sin and it comes to things we let that failure define us we let that thing rot in our soul and let it, it become something and fester that it's not supposed to be you know you were created in the image of god and god looks at you and he sees a son or he sees a daughter and you look at yourself and you see whatever your sins are. You see whatever the worst case scenario is. You see the, the, the thing you, you struggle with the most. And no one else sees that. But for some reason in your life, you see that. And I think we all have that. We all struggle with this. In, in um, Psalms, we have, this, we have this verse. If we can put it on the screen. Lord's mercy... It's Lord, I'm just reading the screen. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and astounding in steadfast love. He will not allow chide nor he'll keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth or as great as his steadfast love toward us or toward those who fear us, as far as the east from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As far as the Father shows compassion, his children so does the lord show compassion for those who fear him for, for he knows our our frame he remembers that we are dust and i love this verse i love that he the, the bible doesn't say he casts our sins as far as the north from the south because there is a point where the north becomes south the south becomes north but he's east 
from the west, and you can always go east, you can always go west, and you can continue to go in that direction. And for us in our life, we the, the bottom line is you are going to fail, you are going to mess up, but you need to get back up again. And the beauty of failure is that it makes room for grace, it makes room for the gospel to become alive, not just for you, for other people. For us to understand the best is yet to come, we have to get up from our sins. We have to get up from our routine of doing something wrong and, and start doing something right. And, and what, I, what I want for us and what, what I want for where I go is for us to not be a church that has to be perfect, not to be a church that has to be buttoned up and make sure that we are a real group of people that have real problems, but we really try to fix it as a church. Because there's a hurting group of people in Richmond Hill. You know, me and Ryan have been running numbers, and Ryan's a number guy. He likes to look at all the analytics and everything. And the amount of people in Hardyville compared to the amount of churches in Hardyville, there's so many more people in Hardyville than there are churches. There's room for everyone. There's no need to fight. And it's the same for Richmond Hill. There's no need to fight. One thing I've learned from Ryan is it doesn't matter. We're not in competition with the other church. There's room for that church to grow and for us to grow. There's so much potential here. And for us to understand that we, you need to be real. If I can encourage you to do anything, is just continue to be real. Continue to understand that when you fail, you'll get back up. You know, we were looking, we were laughing the other day about all the stuff I, I broke. And the drone is one of my favorite stories. Just simply, I remember I, I, it was an older drone. And I took Ryan, I said, Ryan, can I uh, take this drone out to, sh- to shoot some B-roll? And he's like, yeah. I said, do you trust me? He's like, yeah, I trust you. You know, it's a really expensive, at the time it was super expensive, and I was like, okay, like, he's like, it's just a tool, you can use it, and we can get good shots. I said, okay, you know, I go through this long spiel, like, what if it breaks? He said, I trust you, and literally I got the ground, I, w- I went over to the uh, Tivoli River, got it up, and literally about thir- 40 feet in the air, just dropped and shattered everywhere. And I, w- I went back to Ryan, I said, were you serious about this just being a tool? Do you trust me? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I said, well, I broke it. And we didn't have a drone for a long time. And then we got a new drone, and I I, cra- I didn't break that one. I crashed it, but that was the shot was still good. I still stand by that one. That one I stand by. But overall, I learned here, and we, we, we again, like we said, we didn't think this was going to be a long place. We thought this was going to be somewhere that we would come and, and be quick and leave. We came in broken. We came in hurt as a family. It was just me at the time, Harper and Eli and Jess, and we didn't have books, and we, we kind of thought this would not be anything serious, but this became a place of healing, a place of hope, a place of growth for us. And, I, and I, my hope is that this becomes a place that for you, but not just for you, but for Richmond Hill. That you, When you look at this place, you can tell your friends, you can tell your neighbors, this is a place of growth, of healing, and hope. The next thing is this. Relationships are messy, but they matter. You know, we've had the highest of highs here where we had the birth of our, our third uh, child, and we are, you know, 15 hours away from family. So even it's scary to try to orchestrate having the birth of one kid and having two kids that someone's going to have to watch and, and all this stuff. And, and and then we had the lowest of lows where, where I'm in the hospital with COVID and scared to death, and I'm in the, in the ICU for a month. And, and the highs of the highs and lowest of lows of this church – it's an amazing, not just as staff, but as, as people to reach out and figure out what we needed, bring groceries and bring food and, and just be there and, and support my wife. As you know, I'm in the hospital with COVID, but she's at the home with three kids alone. I don't know who has the worst situation, probably her. 
you know, I at least was quiet in, uh, on drugs, so she didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> That's going to have to be edited out. <laughs> but uh, um, overall, though, we, we had people in our lives that, that loved us. And for us to be a church that matters, for us to be people that matters, you have to, as a congregation, get in each other's lives. Care about the neighbor, care about the person next to you, and really love on them. Because as a staff, we can love the best we can, and we can reach out the, the best we can, but we can't do it all. We, we're not going to know Johnny and Susie and if they've been to church and, and the, the ins and outs, but as, as a church, you will. And, and for us to, to achieve the best, you have to get messy with someone. It's okay to get messy. In Proverbs 14, 4, we have, we have this scripture. It says, where there is no oxen, the manger, the manger is clean, but abundance crops come by the strength of the ox. Meaning this, that you can have a clean and buttoned up and perfect life if you don't have anyone in it. But if you want to actually have crops and be successful and grow and grow fruit, you're going to have to have mess in your life. There's going to be mess in the manger and there's going to be mess in the stables. And for life, for you and for me, it's going to be messy, but you have to involve people. You're not supposed to do this alone. As a church, we're really good at coming to church and leaving, but get to know your neighbor and, and share your heart and be a part of something. Because what we're looking for as people is just someone to be real, someone to be honest, someone when I share my heart and I cry, they cry too. And Pastor Ryan and I have cried many times in his office, and he's cried to me and I've cried to him. No offense, we've cried a lot. But we, we have. We've been honest and our emotions have been real. And, and he's always been there. When my heart broke for something, his heart broke. And it's not just for me. We've cried over over people. And you guys will never know as we read the stuff on, on Wednesdays. We go through the list of the of the, the prayer requests, what, we've cons- what we're concerned about and what we know. There's a genuine love from the staff to you guys. But what w- but I would encourage you is for you guys to love each other and to push each other and grow each other because we can't do it all. And for this church to reach Richmond Hill, and there's so many hurting people in this community, there's so many hurting people, but we're going to go. It's going to take not just staff. It's going to take us as people to get each other into their messy lives. My last point is this. Simple obedience is better than sacrifice. As we came here, we were we were not used to a military community. Pastor Ryan had four years on us, so he was very used to it. And the first, w- there was a season where all the band left. Like, they all just kind of moved away, and and I, I was scared. I have no band experience, but the church was a lot smaller, and and I was like, well, what do we do? Because two things that matter are kids in worship, and no, no, the preaching is good too, but kids in worship are the things. So. And w- now we don't have worship. And I was probably the kids' pastor at the time, so we didn't have kids. <laughs> um, so I was scared. And, uh, you know, I remember talking to Ryan and just like, you know, he made he just made the comment, we keep doing the things we were called to do. And they, God brought him in. You know, and, I, and, and, you know, we always had Brandon there, but God brought him in. That wasn't, that wasn't a joke. That was, it was nice. But, but we, we God, God brought people in to, to help. And, and build the band back up. And and what I've learned is just doing the right thing daily matters. Just getting up and doing the right thing is probably the most important thing. As for, for as I talked to Pastor Ryan about church growth, I said, how do, how do we grow our church? I'm like, 
know, I've been here eight years, and I'm like, I don't have a clue. This is here. And it's the simple, it's the simple as doing the right things daily. Just getting up and doing the things you know you're supposed to do. And as a Christian, that's how we grow. As a, as a church, that's how we grow. If you have the same vision with Richmond Hill as we do as this church, it's to, it's to really affect this community. You know, I remember listening to a, um, a leadership podcast, and they made the comment. They said, if you went to the local gas station that's closest to your church, and you ask them about your church, what would they say? What would, what would they say? How do you how do how do you affect your community? And it, it's always stuck with me because I want to be a person that changes my community. I want to be someone that when they look at me and they look at the church, they they see someone that does good for the community. It doesn't pull from the community that gives back. And I, and, and what I understood by this is simple things matter. Just doing the right thing daily matters. If you guys as congregation, as a group, we get up and we do the, the small things daily, I really do believe the best is yet to come. I really do believe that we will see God do amazing things in Richmond Hill. God will do amazing things in Hardyville. And the beauty of this situation is we are close. You know, it, it's cross-state line, so I have to change everything over to South Carolina, which is kind of annoying. But we're, we're close, and we're excited that we still can come back and, and be a part of this church and, and, and talk to Pastor Ryan and steal stuff from you guys when we need to, you know, and, and be in lo- and love and we get love from here. But it's doing the simple things. If I can encourage you to do anything in your walk, it's just do the simple things. You know, I, the beauty of me going to different churches, they don't know any of my stories. I can tell the same stories over and over again. <laughs> so, you know, but... I used to be a person early in my walk that was very bad at the small things, but very good at the big things. I, I was very good at the the midnight prayers, the the late the long fastings, the reading the Bible for X amount of hours or whatever it was, the the big sacrifices. But if you ask me about my daily walk, it probably wasn't there. If you ask me about my the things I should be doing right, probably wasn't there. And I, I learned in life that you have to reverse it to be successful at anything. If it's ministry, if it's family, if it's kids, if it's whatever it is, it's doing the little things right each day. Having kids have, sh- have shown me that, that they do not care. The vacations are great and they love all the big stuff, but they will stop playing with their Christmas toys about August and not care about that stuff anymore or earlier, but they care about you hanging out with them each day. They care about you spending time with them. They don't the big things about trips and all this stuff. They love why they're there, but they want the daily things. And it's the same with God. It's the same with you and me. Just doing the daily things matter. I really do believe the best is yet to come. And I'm going to end with this story. And I, I don't, it didn't really get laughs at the first service. It's just important for me. I, I think I think I'm funny, and I, and I want you guys to laugh. But you know, we're, I'm going to end with this story. We we ended. We came here early on, um, and I was scared of uh, hurricanes, which you should be, because they're they're scary, and we don't have those in Ohio. So, and so we were afraid. And Pastor Ryan promised me there was never a hurricane that really hit our area. There was a couple right off the bat. So we were uh, we were in here, and there's probably like 30 of us praying. We had like a prayer meeting, um, 
and we were praying for people and and what 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 he does and what we do is he gives you topics to pray for so you know you, it's not spontaneous you have certain things to pray for so i had to pray for all the hospital staff and the coast guard um that was my prayer to pray for these people and we had coast guard people in our church at the time and they were like the, the they they flew the helicopters that saved like for the divers like that jumped out of the thing they were they were amazing people and they risked their lives for stuff and they had to stay for uh, this time so we get up and we're praying and everyone's praying and we're, we're kind of up walking up and praying it's my turn to pray so i'm nervous and scared about all this and we're we're leaving we're going to charlotte or wherever we're leaving the next day so we're terrified but we get up to pray and i'm praying and i'm praying and i i keep mentioning the 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 lifeguard i'm praying and praying for these people like five minutes of prayer and like laying down hands and calling heaven down and peace for all the lifeguards in the area <laughs> and all the people that are going to stay and protect our waters the lifeguards <laughs> and the, but they were very gracious and pastor ryan he i'm not allowed to pray for that stuff anymore he's kicking <laughs> me out of that so if you ever come to christmas eve services so i don't i don't participate because i've been kicked out but I, I prayed for the lifeguards for a long time but the john horse who at the time was here he was a coast guard member he came up and laughed and gave me a hug and, and you know but you know it's one of those things I, I grew a lot here as a family grew a lot we we've learned we went through hell and high water just to 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 be here and but we've, we've truly made a home here um it's the longest we've ever been anywhere for most of you guys in the military you understand that you're you're kind of gone every three or four years and that's kind of our life was um up until we came here and we hope we can be where we are longer and make a home there, but we cover your prayers. Um, Pastor Ryan, can you come up for in? But uh, we cover your prayers. We cover your time. Um, if you can do anything for us, just pray. You know, we're going into a season of unknowns, which is scary, not knowing what we're going to do and not not knowing how to do a lot of things. And, and knowing a lot needs changed. And um, sometimes people don't like change. So, um, But we know God's called us, and we know we are – we're going to do well there, but uh, it, it's not always going to be the funnest time. But we, we love this church, and we believe uh, with this church's backing, we can we can do a lot. I want to thank Pastor Ryan for the last eight years and putting up with me. I know I've not been the best, but I've been pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> But that's about it. I think we're going to we can make and do that. <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, yeah. He has broken a few things around here. When the kid knocked the uh, the water fountain off the wall, and uh, he called me, and his question was, "So, how do you turn the water off at the church?" And I'm like, why are you asking me how to turn the water off at the church? <laughs> you know, so things like that. But uh, it's okay. Uh, Pastor Trent is here. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he's, 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 he's blown out three tires on the church I van. I've broken plenty of things, you know, too. We're missing the quarter panel on the church van, too. So uh, I don't know. I mean, staff costs us money, so I don't know. <laughs> you might can take him with you. I don't know second thought. I don't know. 
Uh, no, no, no. We <laughs> Hardyville may send them back. So we <laughs> they're breaking too much stuff. Send them back to Richmond Hill. No, uh, we love them. We love these guys. Uh, it has been amazing to work with Pastor Adam over the last eight years. And it was. It was. It has been a chance of just trying to learn each other. Um, and not just learn each other, but just trying to figure out what we're doing here as pastors. And even though we've been to Bible college and been to seminary, and that doesn't mean that you know everything you're supposed to know. I mean, some of these things we're just kind of like trying to figure out. It's like, and we're talking and staffing, we're like, so what do we do, you know? Especially when two years ago when everything shut down, staff's looking at each other like, what do we do? You know, and, and one thing that we have done and we've done since we've been here and he talked about it is we just doubled down on trusting God. We doubled down. I, I don't know exactly what to do, but I know we can trust God. And that's our encouragement to your family too. Maybe you don't know what to do today. Maybe, maybe you have question marks. What we've learned over the last 8 to 12 years is that this is a process of trusting God. Me and Miss Linda, Miss Linda's our clerk. You know, I remember that first Sunday we sat down and there was $800 in the bank account here at this church when, when we came here. That was it. We had like $8,000 worth of bills. And it's a process of like, what do we do? And it's just, all right, God, we're going to trust you. And man, it really, it really has. God has shown up. I believe that. I believe that as, as just God's done that personally for me. God's done that for this church. God's going to do that for him. I, I believe that. So we absolutely believe this. When we talk about what this was going to become, this series, just this two weeks, the best is yet to come. We kind of look back this morning, and we believe the best is yet to come for Pastor Adam and his family in Hardyville. Next week, I'm going to talk about the best being yet to come for us here in Richmond Hill. There's some new things coming for us. Some exciting things, some absolutely scary things that I need help with and just I've got questions, you know, but you know what? I believe the best is yet to come. So today I want us to do this. I want us to pray for Pastor Adam and his family. I'm going to ask them to come up. And uh, just Jess, okay, yeah, just Jess, come on. The kids were with us last service and uh, we gave them a little something. church and there have been plenty of times I've come over here and Harper has got, got little brothers and she's like doing all this thing. Don't do this. You can't go there. You know, and Brooks and Eli, like, okay, let's, you know, have been a little Brooks. I mean, he'll just grab your heart. You know, he caught me one day. He was out here. Church kids, I mean, we're here a lot. My dad was a pastor and I was at the church when the doors were open and when they weren't open, you know, and so uh, church kids are church a lot. My boys know what that's like. Little Brooks was here one one day, and uh, I was in the hallway walking in the hallway, and he said, hey, he said something. I said, what did you say, Brooks? And he said, I love you. Man, 
and I was like, it did. It grabbed me. I was just like, whoa, I love you too, man. And uh, I just, I was just like astounded, you know. I love this family. And uh, we are going to miss them, but we are not telling them goodbye. We're saying we're going to send you down the road a little bit, and then we're coming to visit. Right? And uh, so when uh, you throw some ribs on the grill and call us over, you know, we're having a party in Hardyville, right? Um, but no, we're going to get a chance to be part of what they're doing. You know, there are going to be things that they're going to be doing in Hardyville. As New Life Church, we want to bless that. We want to support that. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, even for what they need. And you know what? We needed that at that point in time, when, when 12 years ago, when I came here, there were, there were people who rallied around this church. There were churches that, that helped support us. There were people in ministry that came along and said, come on, right Father God, I thank you so much.